When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? April April 19th edition of the Fightful MMA Podcast. Yours truly, Joe Farrell, can be found online via social media at Showdown Joe. Uh, don't forget uh, to give us a follow at Fightful MMA and FightfulMMA.com for all of your mixed martial arts news. Uh, Thursdays, or excuse me, Wednesdays, usually I am joined uh, by Sean Pearson. Uh, Sean may be a little bit late tonight. Uh, there also may be a situation where he may not even be able to join me, uh, which is completely understandable as he has some stuff, some personal stuff to deal with, uh, which is Totally cool. Uh, if he can jump on, it'd be fantastic because I've got a whack of questions for him uh, regarding his UFC career and some interesting news that has come out uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, as always, the live chat is open. If you do join us um, throughout the show, the live chat will be open. I'll consistently be reminding you guys. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or anything of that nature, the live chat is right there. I'll be more than happy uh to interact with you we already have brandon hughes uh on the live chat saying uh stoked for the ultimate fighter yes the debut is tonight uh on the eastern side it's going to go off in what 22 minutes 23 minutes uh but brandon uh i obviously won't be able to watch it live as it goes live but uh on a side note i do have my phone to my left uh i'm trying to keep track of the toronto maple leaf score i know they're losing 5-3 uh as i came upstairs it was 4-2 but they're losing 5-3 right now right now uh so we pay attention to that and as soon as this podcast is done uh i will definitely go over uh, and start watching the ultimate fighter the debut it's a two-hour premiere obviously um coach cody garbrandt coach TJ Dillashaw, and you know there's going to be all kinds of drama throughout that show. Uh, I, I'm stoked, uh, just like yourself, Brandon. Uh, I, I, it's going to be one of those shows that I'm finally looking forward to. It. I, I like the Champions one that they had last time. Uh, obviously, I go, I harken back to, I think it was the Ultimate Fighter 10, which will always go down as my favorite when Sugar Rashad Evans and Quentin Rampage Jackson uh, were the coaches. I, 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 just those two guys, they both make me laugh because I know them on, I, I know Rashad far more on a personal level than I know Quentin. But those two guys in the same room, cameras on, the way they would absolutely trash talk each other uh, was just fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one here because uh, I saw some clips uh, while I was in Buffalo. Uh, when I was in Buffalo, they showed us a, a couple of clips. And then, then there were some screen caps uh, that came out online. Uh, there was one that I saw with uh, Cody Garbrandt, UFC Bantamweight champion, just grabbing the neck of TJ Dillashaw. And you can see the venom in his lips, the way he was clenching his lips, how he just wanted to you know, squeeze TJ Dillashaw. So there's going to be bad blood there. And based on some of the interviews that I've seen afterwards and hearing some stuff, uh, TJ apparently, for the most part, uh, played the cool, calm, and collected guy, whereas Cody could just, he doesn't care. Uh, it is what it is. He's going to do whatever he needs to do uh, to prove a point. So, 
Uh, Brandon, if you get a chance, I'd like to know why you're still talking about this one here. If you do have a favorite one, a favorite uh, ultimate fighter. Uh, lots of news in the world of mixed martial arts, ladies and gentlemen. The big one so so far, it's not even mixed martial arts related, uh, but it does include a mixed martial arts in Conor McGregor. Uh, Dana White did a, a radio interview where he was a guest talking about the Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight, how he's going to first work on, on Conor McGregor because McGregor is obviously contracted under the UFC. Uh, and then, of course... He'll then have to get into a room with Team Floyd Mayweather or team or the money team uh, to discuss everything. But Dana is already throwing around money. Now get this. If you haven't heard, okay, Conor McGregor to make $75 million, Floyd Mayweather $100 million. And I've said it before on the show here. I wasn't the first person to bring it up, but I can tell you this. Conor McGregor makes $75 million fighting Floyd Mayweather. He's never fought a professional boxing bout, uh, to my understanding, ever. Obviously, he's made peace with the Nevada State Athletic Commission so he can get his boxing license. And he's going against the boxer of his era. Uh, uh, You can make the argument all time. I don't think so, but people can if they like. $75 million for Conor McGregor. I don't think we're going to see him again. I don't think we'll ever see him back in the UFC uh, ever again because how does he go? It would be a massive, massive downgrade in pay. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, he's probably made boatloads of money uh, with the UFC, but not $75 million. I can't see that happening uh, whatsoever. Um, Brandon Hughes on the live chat. Rashad, I'm going to treat you like a sucker rampage. <laughs> Look on me then. Yeah, those are some of the stuff uh, they were saying. But uh, yeah, definitely, Brandon. Um, he's also stoked for the crazy conflict. And that's what the ultimate fighter is, right? And Elias Theodoro gave us all kinds of insight yesterday on yesterday's podcast talking about um, his journey getting onto the ultimate fighter, a show that he won, Tough Nations Canada versus Australia. Uh, and he's like, Look, man, it's a TV show. Okay, it's not just about fighting. It's a TV show, and TV shows you need ratings. Ratings bring in money. Money is equal to sponsorship. So you got the, the producers are going to be looking for any and just whatever kind of drama uh, that they can possibly get uh, from the coaches, from the fighters, from any type of situation. Now that's why initially back in the day they would throw out so much booze uh, in that house because the dudes would get drunk. There's still booze in there now, but you know people drink and they get stupid nine times out of ten. Right? Uh, you don't have many you know happy drunks like yours truly. Don't get me wrong. I've I've had a few pops before where I potentially have done stupid things allegedly. Uh, but when you drink, you get dumb. You know you, you do dumb things. And when you're in a fishbowl of a house uh, for six to seven weeks recording something uh, with with just other dudes in there. I mean, your stress levels at an all-time high. You drink, you're gonna start going nuts, man. I, I, I can see it for the most part, um, you know. And then people have different reactions to alcohol. Some can pound them back and then get dumb. Some can pound them back and just chill. Um, so yeah, uh, Brandon. Or sorry, Larry Hammer. Thanks, Brandon. Forgot tough start again tonight. Oh, there you go, Brandon. Getting some love from Larry Hammer. Um, Brandon Hughes, they've had the two-hour best of tough show on FS1. It's been great. Oh, no way. Good stuff. Uh, I don't get FS1 up here in Canada, uh, although I'm pretty sure I could if I jumped onto my Apple TV and and looked for it. Uh, Yeah, there was a best of um, – the media, we were at UFC 210. We were able to see some – some highlights, best of over the years. Uh, there's there was some fantastic content, stuff that that I'd forgotten. And and if you've ever you know heard me speak, ladies and gentlemen, when I when I talk about the amount of things that I have forgotten 
in mixed martial arts, boats that sometime that I see when I'm walking by a TV screen, uh, whether I'm at a restaurant for a, for a lunch meeting, uh, at a bar with some friends, and I see some sort of replay of the of, of UFC, uh, even some stuff when I'm just scrolling at home. Um, I'm just taking a look, and I'm like, oh, yeah, what happened in this fight? And and literally, I'm like, I don't remember. I got to go online to, to, to remember the result. And then I look you know, behind me, as you can see, all the UFC passes. I was there covering it. You know, I don't know if it's my memory going or if it's just I've seen too many UFC fights that I just completely and utterly forget uh, what happens in the world of mixed martial arts. But uh, it is what it is. Don't forget, guys, uh, if you're tuned in right now, uh, tell a friend, Brandon, Larry, guys, tell a friend that you're tuned in. Tell them to come join us. Tell them to come on the live chat. We'll converse about some mixed martial arts stuff. We'll have some good conversation. Um if you haven't heard, Dana White also said uh, – well, actually, before I get to that, um, th- this whole Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor thing, originally I was one of the first people that said it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Conor McGregor is under contract with the UFC. Uh, the caveat being now is Conor McGregor is a special – I guess a special example for the – I'm going to say special case. I guess you can say that as well. But uh, it's a special situation when it comes uh, to Conor McGregor. He's done so much for the UFC. He's their biggest star right now. So Dana White and, of course – he sees dollar signs in a Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight, hence the reason why he jumped in there and said, "Yeah, you know what? Let's try and figure this out. Let's see if we can all make some money." And when, when I say "all make some money," that's going to be a lot of money for the UFC. Uh, I, I don't know if he got a directive uh, from the new ownership of the UFC that, "Listen, man, we got to make some money back on this 4.2 billion or whatever it was that they bought the UFC for." Uh, anyway, anyhow, let's get some money going in here. So. Here's an example right there uh, of some money. And, and if they become successful with this, don't don't kid yourself. There could be other options where they might look at, uh, you know, Sean Ross Sapp and I came up with it by accident organically about an all UFC boxing card or UFC versus boxing card with the UFC's best boxers versus, you know, boxers that, that be fair to match up with. Um, you know, we, we've mentioned guys like the Diaz brothers who absolutely love to box. If Holly Holm, a former world champion in boxing, um, you know, D, um, Eddie Alvarez, damn good boxer. Jimmy Manoa, you saw what he did after his fight. He's calling out anyone out there. So, um, you know, I, I would love to see something like that for sure. So, if they were to put that on after this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, uh, I think it'd be fantastic. It's more money for the UFC to make and more money for everyone to make. So, as long as the fighters are getting paid, like I'm, I'm very happy for Conor McGregor if he can get $75 million. Uh, I am sort of, you know, I, I do follow him on Instagram. I don't really like half the stuff he posts. I just think, uh, you know, it's it's not the guy that, that you know, kind of knew way back in the day, but it is what it is. Uh, he's going to do what he's got to do for his persona online. Uh, but the bottom line is, for the suffering he's been through, training in mixed martial arts, I'm super proud of this guy. Uh, if he can make $75 million, as being reported, what was stated uh, by Dana White. Uh, don't forget, live chat. Anything you guys want to talk about, anything you guys want to say, any questions, comments, any thoughts, uh, I will do my best to get to them. Uh, another thing Dana White was saying that uh, John Jones versus Daniel Cormier, the rematch, will likely go down in July. And then, of course, Jimmy Mano has piped up saying, well, if John Jones wants a tune-up fight, I'm right here. And then I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the math in my head. Uh, and I mentioned this to Elias during yesterday's podcast where I said to myself, well, wait a second. Daniel Cormier is getting married. Right? He's getting married in May. This fight's in July, technically speaking. Um, it, it's, you know, listen, the dude's getting married. Let him enjoy his, his how do I say this? You, when you get married, I know when I got married, I didn't say no to any of the food. 
I, I, I worked my tail off to get uh, to myself in, in more, at the time was the best shape of my life. I'm in way better shape right now, uh, but the best shape of my life at that time uh, in the wedding. I should say the best shape of my life. I, I worked very hard. Uh, I wanted to look good in the photos because those photos last forever. There's a pic, There's two pictures in my house as an example uh, of my wife and I. Uh, and you know, I, I was I wouldn't say ripped. But I worked very hard to get into that shape, to get that tux, that the, a smaller tux than normal, and those pictures last forever. So wedding day for a dude, I think, you know what, man, don't say no to any of the food. Get in there, eat, eat like a horse, uh, you know, and, and, and do what you got to do. So for Daniel Cormier, I believe you should just enjoy it, you know, enjoy the time. Then you get the honeymoon, right? You got to enjoy the honeymoon as well. Uh, sorry, guy, just looking. Uh, no chance. The Leafs aren't going to catch up. 1934, 5-4. Uh, any Leaf fans out there, it's 5-4, but it ain't going to happen. Uh, about seven or 20, 26 seconds left. Um, so for Daniel Cormier to enjoy this wedding, to eat, to be married, to do whatever he has to do, um, let him do it. And then to go at honeymoon and then to go into a training camp, he's going to have what? Maybe the last week of May uh, and then all of June? That's six weeks. Maybe if it's a second week, seven-week training camp for John Jones, a rematch at Daniel Cormier's age. And the guy needs, I think, eight to ten weeks uh, to get a rematch in with John Jones. I think he would want a little bit more time to prepare for John Jones. Anything is possible. Don't get me wrong. Anything is possible. Money talks. Um, then we'll see what's up. Uh, and Brent, yeah, Brandon Hughes, you're right. Gustafson wants to be John Jones' tune-up fight. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that fight uh, for sure. Roy Soria, what's up, Showdown Joseph? <laughs> what's up, Roy? How you doing, my man? Uh, I would love to see Alexander Gustafson versus um, John Jones. I think that'd be... Did I say Roy Jones before? Anyways, John Jones. Um, John Jones and Alex Alexander Gustafson too. If he wants a tune-up fight, I'd love to see it. One problem, though, with that fight is Gustafson still has to fight Glover Teixeira. Uh, and defeating Glover Teixeira is not a guarantee. So uh, I think he's headlining the Sweden card coming up. So Gustafsson still has to get through Glover Teixeira, and we'll see what happens there. Because right now, in my opinion, all the pressure on that fight is on Alexander Gustafsson. He cannot afford to lose. There's pressure on, on Glover Teixeira as well, uh, as he's not a young buck. Uh, but Alexander, if I'm not mistaken, he's, what, three fights in a row that he's lost? Or four of his last five, if I'm not mistaken? So he he's he can't afford to lose his fight. He shouldn't, you know. I'm not that he's saying that. I'm not saying he's focusing on John Jones. He's saying he'd love to be a tune-up fight, quote unquote, tune-up fight for John Jones. So yeah, I'd love to see it. But first, Alexander does have to get through uh, Glover Teixeira. Uh, Larry Hammer on the live chat. I think new ownership being Hollywood is well aware of the benefits of cross promotion on all levels. How else are you ever going to recoup four billion dollars? Yeah, cross promotion can make a lot of money if. It's done correctly. Uh, and oftentimes, unfortunately, it's not done correctly. You're talking to a guy that, that was involved for a very long time in the world of mixed martial arts promotion. Um, just, yeah, I wouldn't say long, but before my, my television career started. Uh, I used to work for a variety of companies. And the minute there was some cross-promotion involved, uh, I know of a one-show case where it was just, the, the, the hatred for the parties afterwards, uh, you know, they've never spoken since. And if they've, if they've ever spoken each other's names, it was just trash. It was just nonstop trash talking. Um, still is to this day. Uh, then there were some other times with a co-promotion where, you know, I, I, I would go into the meetings and I would explain to all sides, look, man, the dollar will, will destroy you. The, the, the almighty dollar 
is going to destroy you. We need to agree on paper what we're all agreeing to in terms of A, payment, or sorry, B, our roles, or sorry, A, our roles, and B, our compensation. And when the time comes, that's when we get paid. If it's $1 and you get 23% of that dollar, you get $100, you get 23 bucks. You get 1,000, you get 230 bucks. Uh, you get 10,000, you get 2,300 bucks. Bottom line is, whatever percentage it is, that's what it is. And lo and behold, after a show or two, and then you get people saying, well, you know what? That guy's getting too much of a percentage for the work that he's done, and I should be getting more, and blah, blah, blah. And many money, money gets involved. People start losing their head. It drives me absolutely insane, but that's the reality. It's another reason why I've never gone back into any sort of partnership. Uh, I have other reasons why I, I don't do partnerships anymore, um, but I'll do corporate with corporate, or uh, it's on paper. It's on paper. No ifs, ands, or buts. Now, uh, in the world of mixed martial arts, you're talking about co-promotion. Yeah. You know, like it it can be done, you know, but you got to make sure it's negotiated correctly. You got to make sure every single I is dotted. Every single T is crossed. Everybody understands. You got to get the legal teams involved so that you know exactly what is expected from all parties. Because let's be honest, you can't be surprised if dudes get sued afterwards, if companies get sued afterwards, right? Uh, I know what the UFC does every single event. Uh, Dana publicly admitted to this uh, to myself and John Morgan uh, way back when. Every single UFC event is incorporated. It's got its own profit margin or, or uh, P&L statement, okay, profit loss statement. So every event is incorporated under the incorporation. Okay, uh, I say incorporated in Canada. I'm not sure what the actual terminology is in the States, uh, but that's how you do it. Every event that you have, you incorporate it. That way, if there's any issues afterwards, it can only focus on that event, technically speaking, as long as there's no uh, crazy lawsuits on a personal level. But you incorporate the event. So anything the UFC does, whether it's with Mayweather or not, uh, or any co-promotion whatsoever, it's incorporated. It's a different event. You can't go after the UFC for anything other than what happened at that event. Uh for, for the most part, for the most part. I'm sure there's probably legal people out there that are saying otherwise. Uh, but that's pretty much the basics right there. Don't forget, guys, live chat. Uh, if you have anything to say, any questions, comments, concerns, something you want to discuss, uh, hit it up there on the right-hand side of your screen. Uh, it says live chat right there. Throw up your questions, your comments, uh, or anything that you would like to discuss. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the Mayweather McGregor situation, Floyd Mayweather potentially making $100 million, Conor McGregor $75 million. Dana White saying John Jones versus Daniel Cormier 2 could go down in July. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on the live chat there, guys. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, where does he fit in the argument of the GOAT, the greatest of all time? Where does he fit? I put together a piece for FightfulMMA.com just comparing him to the likes of George St. Pierre comparing him to Anderson Silva and comparing him to John Jones. I mean, there was a talk that, you know, you should also mention Jose Aldo Jr. and potentially Fedor. Um, yeah, I, you could mention them. I don't know about so much about Fedor, because if you do go back and look at his record, you can make the argument. Yes, you can. Maybe at heavyweight, he's the greatest of all time. But there were so many bouts with Fedor where you were just like, hey, he shouldn't be fighting this guy. Maybe he was a victim of pride. Um, but then we saw what happened when he came over to North America. And fought some 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 you know better competition, not great, but better competition. Um, you know, not that he was exposed, but he was getting older, right? Uh, Fader to me will still go down as the greatest heavyweight. Uh, I'd like to say that Cain Velasquez had the most potential to become the greatest heavyweight. Unfortunately, with all those injuries, 
yeah, it's 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 probably never going to happen. Um, Stipe Miocic right now is the heavyweight champion, has an opportunity uh, to become the greatest heavyweight if he can defend that title uh, consecutively. Um, yeah, y- y- you can make the argument he's going he's to get there because you know he he's fought some tough dudes getting to where he's at. So uh, to those of you guys on the live chat, I would love to know your thoughts in terms of Demetrius Johnson. Where do you see him fit with the likes of George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva? And John Jones. If you want to put the one, two, three, four, let me know what you think. Because um, what I did basically in the article is I took a look at Demetrius Johnson, all, all four of those guys. Okay, Demetrius Johnson, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, John Jones. I took a look at all of their opponents. Okay, uh, and I listed who DJ fought, who GSP fought, who Bones fought, who the Spider fought, and I went through it sort of systematically to say, okay, look at the guys that each guy has fought. Then I took a look at how many finishes they had as champions. Okay, maybe it's irrelevant. Maybe it's not. I took a look at how many how many defeats they've had and how they lost. Okay, so you take a look at John Jones. He's never been defeated other than that Matt Hamill fight, which was a disqualification for downward elbows for twelve to nine elbows. Which one day when those when that those damn unified rules of mixed martial arts removed that stupid infraction. John Jones's career and say this dude is legit undefeated. Okay, sorry, I shouldn't say career. If it happened now, we would look back and say this guy is undefeated. Uh, or you could make the you could put a star there because at the time it was illegal, um, and he did it. Steve Mazzagotti was the ref, as we all know, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Brennan Hughes. Sorry, let, let me finish my point, Brandon. Give me one second here. So, the the argument that I made or the the what what I did with each one of the fighters again. Uh, with DJ, with George, with John, and with Anderson Silva, uh, taking a look at all their opponents, taking a look at their finishes, taking a look at their defeats, how they lost, uh, and then taking a look at the, the fighters that they competed against, were they in their prime? And man, you can make an argument for all four of those guys, okay? All four. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For those guys as the GOAT, uh, I did not put Demetrius Johnson up there. I started sort of moving it around. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's pathetic because I wrote this yesterday. Uh, I may have put Anderson Silva as my number one uh, or one and one A uh, with John, with uh, George St. Pierre. Um, but, it, you know, the more I think about it, maybe John Jones is one C. It's just Demetrius is next in line and a bit more for Demetrius to go. Uh, one of the reasons that I have, Anderson Silva up there is because he actually competed. I, I, I put some stock in the fact that he competed uh, in a division higher than what he's supposed to. In terms of middleweight, he competed at light heavyweight, uh, and he defeated the likes of Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner. George St. Pierre has yet to compete in a division above his, but he will in his next fight versus Michael Bisping. So he fought his whole career at 170 pounds. He will now fight Michael Bisping at 185 pounds, and if he emerges victorious makes the case for himself that, you know what, maybe he is the greatest of all time. Not just on that, but you add that to part of his legacy. As for John Jones, John Jones has never competed um, above 205 pounds, 
But the, tra- the trajectory, in my opinion, and I said this before five years ago uh, on the TV show, I remember getting lambasted on social media. Uh, it was hilarious. Uh, but I believe John Jones will eventually go to heavyweight. Uh, and especially with this two belt talk, you know, with George St. Pierre potentially getting the 185 pound title, I still believe, oh, sorry, if, if he was to defeat Michael Bisping and he was to get the 185 pound title, I wouldn't be surprised if he relinquished it and sees if he can make 155 pounds and take on Conor McGregor. Because if he can get that belt, he'll be the first ever um, mixed martial artist in the UFC to have won three belts in three separate divisions. Connor's been the, the Connor's a guy uh, who's done it in two separate divisions, first to do it at the same time. Uh, but yeah, so so much can happen with, with the career of George St. Pierre. Uh, and then you have John Jones, who I believe one day will move to heavyweight. And if he moves to heavyweight and becomes a champion there, you can also throw that into the argument that he is arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, let me head on over back to the live chat. Um, Brennan Hughes, an all-female Eddie Bravo Invitational a day or two after UFC 214 in July. Bravo said the UFC asked him to do it. Wonder who will end up in it. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Misha Tate. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, there could be some serious names in there for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool to see. Uh, hopefully I get down uh, to Vegas in July um, for International Fight Week. Um, we know that Elias Theodoro is fighting Brad Tavares on there. Uh, obviously, Elias Theodoro will be my co-host on Tuesdays here on the Fightful MMA podcast. Give a follow at Elias Theodoro. Uh, but some sort of way that if, 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 you know, if it's worth it for Fightful MMA, do sort of a behind-the-scenes look at, at, you know, what it's like for me to be in Vegas and what it's like for Elias Theodoro, uh, you know, during fight week, uh, get ready for the festivities and then keep it rolling afterwards. You know, once, once the fight is over and should he emerge victorious, mean Elias in Las Vegas, uh, could get ugly. Pretty sure you guys, uh, believe that. Uh, Adam Ball, if Connor versus Floyd versus 100 million, how much do you think the HD or 4k pay-per-view will cost i'm saying over 100 bucks for the hd uh for the 4k 9.99 for the 4k i think the hd would be over 100 bucks 99.99 maybe anyone remember what the floyd mayweather manny pacquiao was wasn't it 89.99 or 99.99 if anyone remembers uh let me know i'm um i'm sorry and and i'm talking canadian here i don't know what it was uh, in the states, but yeah, that 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 pay per view is going to be massive. It's it's understand what I mean on the surface. The reason why this pay per view will be so huge is because of all the audiences that'll be involved. Okay, the the Mayweather Pacquiao fight was pretty much every boxing fan on this planet trying to tune in. Okay. There were outages. There were cable outages in areas that I had already ordered the pay-per-view six hours before the pay-per-view went live. When it went live, there were the, the big story wasn't that the fact that pay-per-view had gone live were people were, were news reports of the outages in various areas around North America that weren't able to see the pay-per-view just yet, and the boat was probably two or three hours away. So. This one here with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather is going to be so big because you're going to have every single boxing fan paying attention to this. Uh, not for not for the fact that Mayweather is going to beat McGregor, but the intrigue factor uh, of, of being the – it's probably just such, such an insult to the boxing community that Conor McGregor thinks he can step into a ring with Floyd Mayweather. 
everybody in the mixed martial arts world, sorry, let me rephrase everybody. Let me just say the vast majority, okay, because it won't be everybody. But the vast majority of the boxing uh, populace will tune in to watch this fight. The vast majority of the mixed martial arts fan base will tune in and probably want to will Conor McGregor to win. Because, my goodness, if he was to win, it, it would be absolute mayhem. It would be absolute insanity uh, in the world of, of combat sports. So now you're going to have all this boxing audience that that you know, that generally buy these pay-per-views. Okay, You're going to have all the mixed martial arts peeps that are going to want to tune in to buy this pay-per-view. Okay, Now you're going to have this massive, massive mainstream coverage from every single sports station around the planet entertainment stations regular news stations it, it's crazy i was when i was in mexico okay when i was in mexico for my vacation the beginning of my family vacation um in uh, in march okay th- there there were there were about 9 or 10 english stations i'd watch them cnn espn cnn was talking about floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor espn was talking about floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor and that fight wasn't even remotely close to being done. Now, now that it's probably going to happen, it is going to be absolutely insane. The, the coverage that this is going to get is just going to fuel the machine for, for, for the intrigue, for the curiosity, for the fact that you need to watch it. Okay, you need to watch it. And to be honest with you, I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely amazing. I think it's great for Conor McGregor, especially if he can put on a good fight. If he can put on a good show. Um, actually, not, not, not just that. If you think about it, leading up to the fight, if it's, if it's going to take place, leading up to the fight, the aster that Conor McGregor is going to cause uh, when he opens up his mouth on the microphone is going to be insane. It's going to be crazy. He's going to draw so many fans, either they're going to love him, or they're going to hate him. So either way, I think it's going to be absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, Adam Ball, so will it be a UFC pay-per-view or Showtime or some type of shared promotion? I'm going to go with shared promotion right now. Uh, but that's a very good question because that was something I brought up with Frank Trigg from day one, that if this fight takes place, where is it going to take place and under what banner? Uh, he believes it will be at the MGM. Because the MGM, uh, I think, is where Floyd is contracted to. Uh, I know the UFC has a deal right now with T-Mobile Arena, but that's for UFC events. Uh, I know they're, they've you know they had so many events at the MGM, so they would have no issues doing that. Um, and, and Adam, going back to your question about the, the cost of the pay-per-view, can you imagine what ringside seats are going to be, how much they're going to go for? Like, it's going to be insane. It's going to be ridiculously insane. A ticket to that event, uh, you know, is going to be the hottest ticket in Vegas, and that and that's one of the coolest things ever about being in Las Vegas is, is on fight night. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I should say unfortunately. Let, let me rephrase that. I've never experienced it as a fight fan. I've only experienced it as part of the media, and I've been to some massive fights uh, covering in Vegas. Um, you know, it, it's <laughs> arm of the leg, says Adam Bell. Yeah, uh, you know, ho- hopefully not for some people, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it'll be insane. It'll be, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, I'm going to say six, nah, five digits for sure for ringside. You know, from ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a seat uh, or a pair, uh, it, it's going to be insane. Uh, and believe me, there's dudes out there that have that money. There's women out there that have that money. There's corporations that have that money. Uh, those tickets will be bought up. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. 
Uh, I just hope they have, uh, I know Dana White shot me down. I wouldn't say shot me down one time, but uh, when Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor came to Toronto to do a, uh, a pre-fight press conference, uh, the question I had asked him was, uh, are you guys going to have any extra security when Conor McGregor, when these two guys fight? Because uh, you're going to have all of Brazil there. Hey, you're going to have all of Ireland there. And when the Brazilian fans and the Irish fans get a bit of booze in them, and remember the UFC uh, is about a six-hour show, by the time that main event comes together, you're going to have some hammered fans out there. And he said, the MGM is fantastic. They know what to do with their security. And then he smiled. He goes, have you ever been to a Red Sox or Yankees game? I said, touche. I gotcha. Yeah, it's, uh, it can be pretty crazy. Um, I've been to a Buffalo Bills game. Holy smokes. These guys are nuts over there. You got to just relax over there. Um, Adam Ball on the live chat. Guys, if you tune in right now, first things first, tell a friend, text a friend, call a friend, tell them to come join us. Uh, we have about uh, maybe about 10 more minutes uh, before I wrap this up. Uh, but tell a friend, tell them to come join us, tell them to get their questions in, uh, comments, suggestions. Uh, follow us at Fightful MMA. Follow yours truly at Showdown Joe. Adam Ball. Now the tough question, he says. If the fight takes place, will it be more competitive than Manny versus Floyd was? I'm going to take a sip of water before I answer that. Yes, I got my, my water bottle, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see here. It is one of those. You guys should get these, by the way. It's got a filter. See that little filter in there? Okay. I can take I can take this anywhere around the world. I can use tap water, and it filters it all out. And I can use this is This is my go-to thing. Um... Anywhere and everywhere. I take it with me on the road. For those who don't know, I travel throughout the day all across the greater Toronto area and, and the outskirts uh, for one of my businesses. Uh, it's here when I'm working out, and this thing follows me around everywhere. Okay, sorry to get sidetracked there. Adam Ball. Uh, tough question. Will this fight be more competitive than Manny versus Floyd? I'm going to go with yes. Um, now, I'll, I'll preface it by saying this. Before I got into the UFC, uh, so we're saying, so I, I started watching, I watched the very first UFC in 1993 uh, at a place called, we called it Upstairs, but it was called Marley Billiards or Marley's Billiards downtown uh, or midtown Toronto. Uh, and I would watch you, every UFC that came out. Um, and then if it was illegal, we would find it somewhere in the box. We, we would some way, somehow find, to wa- find a way to watch the UFC. But in between there, there was so much boxing. You know, whether it was Tyson, whether it was Lennox Lewis, uh, whether it was, um, you know, there, there were so many guys back in the day. So I used to watch boxing religiously. Anytime there was a pay-per-view, I was watching it. We'd go to the bar, we'd watch it, and we'd have some crazy-ass fights. Um, I would watch it, enjoy it, study it, love the sweet science. Great stuff. Then I started watching the UFC more. And then I realized, wait a second, there's more to, there's more to fighting than boxing. Okay, uh, and I used to box when I was younger. Uh, nothing, nothing golden gloves, like nothing. Just I used to train boxing. Let me say that I used to I used to train a fair amount of boxing. I then got into kickboxing, uh, American kickboxing, um, with the pants and everything like that. Not just, not Muay Thai yet, because uh, I realized, you know what? Why am I just throwing my hands? I could throw my feet. You know, I could kick people in the head. I could defend myself in that way. And the UFC came around, and Hoist Gracie was doing his thing, and I'm like, I could choke people out as well. Hmm. So then I started really falling in love with the UFC. Uh, I'll never forget when Maurice Smith knocked out Conan uh, Silvera. If you've never seen that fight, fantastic fight. I realized, well, wait a second. There's more to jiu-jitsu. You could use, if you could defend jiu-jitsu with wrestling, 
and kick somebody in the head, it, it all started coming together. I started falling in love. Um, I know people sometimes don't like the term chess match, the human chess match uh, that is mixed martial arts. I started falling in love with the fact that, you know what? You can strike. You can, you can, you can, uh, oh, then I got into Muay Thai, excuse me. I got into Muay Thai and I realized there's so many weapons in mixed martial arts that the fight can go anywhere, anytime. It's just crazy what you can do. Then I remember Floyd Mayweather taking on, um, Oscar De La Hoya. Had some friends over my place. We ordered the pay per view. Um, I fell asleep in the sixth round. Not fell asleep, but dozed off. I dozed off in the sixth round because I was so bored. I was so bored watching the boxing boat. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? It's De La Hoya versus Mayweather. I got to stay awake. And it's like my friends weren't even – they were fringe boxing fans, fringe UFC fans. I'm the guy that had them over. I'm the guy who had the pizza out, the popcorn, the booze, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm the one falling asleep. And they know me as the UFC guy. So boxing to me became boring. It became too one-dimensional. I wasn't able to watch it as much as I'd love watching mixed martial arts. Then the Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao fight. I'm fast-forwarding, obviously. The Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao fight took place, and I was just like, are you kidding me? This is happening to me again? I fell asleep in the ninth round. I dozed off on my couch in the ninth round. I couldn't take anymore. I woke up around the 11th or 12th. I, I, then at that point, there's like, little power naps, and now you're awake. Now you're not going to sleep for a while. And the decision was announced. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Click. I'm out. I, I was just terrible. It was horrible. Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. I cannot see this being a boring fight. I really cannot see it being a boring fight because there's too much intrigue. There's too much of, of Conor McGregor, um, you know, it would be fantastic because we we want to see a definitive answer. We want to see if that mixed martial artist has good enough boxing to take out the greatest boxer of his time, the greatest boxer of his era. Uh, and Floyd Mayweather, arguably the best defensive fighter uh, maybe of all time. You, you can make that argument. So there's going to be some intrigue there. And what happens when, when Floyd Mayweather pops Conor McGregor in the face? And what happens if Conor McGregor lands the, one of those power punches? Because he hits hard. He hits like a truck. Ask any one of his opponents from the past. He hits super hard. So, and, and, and I can't see Conor McGregor being cautious because $75 million, if that's what he's going to make, he's going to go out there uh, and he'll prove that he's going to earn it. Uh, because it's much, it's, I think for the most part, for Conor McGregor, it's far more of a sweeter payday to emerge victorious because Conor McGregor is a very, very proud guy. You hear him always talking about the Mystic Mac thing. Uh, knock him out in the first, knock him out in the third, knock him out in the second, whatever whatever the predictions are. He's a very proud guy, and he knows how big this would make him if he could defeat Floyd Mayweather, especially if he could knock out Fla- Floyd Mayweather. Floyd, Jesus. Floyd Mayweather, okay? So I think Conor's a proud guy, and I can't see him coasting because he's getting paid no matter what. Now let's prove a point. And I think it's more important for himself to prove to himself that he could be Floyd Mayweather. The reality is, will he? Probably not. I can't see it happening. Uh, Stranger things have happened in combat sports. Anything can happen. Quote, unquote, there's always a puncher's chance. Uh, But yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, I'll be watching, obviously. It's what I'm paid to do. Uh, But yeah, I'll be paying attention. And I can't wait if that actually goes down to go live with Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, on the post 
Fightful MMA podcast because that would be one crazy event to talk about. The intrigue would be fantastic. The buildup is going to be amazing. Um, I was just about to wrap up the show, but Adam Ball has one more question. This will be the last one. Uh, would it kill boxing if he KOs Floyd? I understand if you don't have time to answer. Thanks for the show, Joe. Oh, I always have time to answer for you guys. Uh, you guys post questions, I will answer. Uh, although I do want to get over there uh, and watch Tough because I know all of you guys want to watch Tough as well because uh, a few few of you have already said uh, you want to watch it and you, you're saying goodbye. So will it kill boxing? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no uh, because I don't think boxing is going to die anytime soon. It'll damage it. It'll cause some 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 sort of haywire and people be like even the boxing fans be like wait a second what just happened here uh, it'll throw some cloud over it some dust over it it'll be very very murky uh you might get some fans that'll come over to the ufc now because it'll quote unquote prove the ufc is better than boxing uh not that it is it's, they're just different arts they're different sciences if you ask me um it, it, it'll cause an issue if he kills Floyd, but then you, you, you're going to have your conspiracy theories, you're going to have your drama, you're going to have all kinds of haters. So, no, I don't think it'll happen. And maybe boxing will will see it as a, as a situation where it's like we need to build more stars, we need to build more guys, and you know there, there there's so many things that can happen afterwards. I don't I don't think it'll kill uh, boxing at all. Uh, I really don't. It may, it'll hurt it. Uh, and it's already hurting, as is, in my opinion. I mean, only because I don't watch it as much, and I know that there that there are people that really enjoy it still. They're a little bit older, uh, but there is a young sort of hardcore fan base in boxing that are enjoying it. But no, I think if, if Conor McGregor uh, does knock out Floyd Mayweather, I don't think it'll kill boxing. It's still too entrenched uh, in a variety of cultures. I actually met someone today uh, who was a mixed martial artist, uh, and she's gone to boxing class. She went to boxing class today, so it's still a, it's still a fantastic art. Um, she's not going to go pro, obviously. She's a, she's a, a bit older to go pro, uh, but there's still a lot of people that train boxing, and and you never know, man. Uh, boxing can find their their next Floyd Mayweather. They can find their their next Conor uh, Conor McGregor. You never know how things happen uh, in sport, especially in combat sports, because you just need one athlete to catch lightning in the bottle, and before you know it, there is some massive intrigue. Uh, you never know. But anyways, all of you who joined me today on the live chat, we do thank you very much. Um, uh, hopefully Pearson's okay. He said he was going to try and join, uh, but he wasn't able to. But we do uh, wish Sean the best. We'll catch him next week. Tomorrow, uh, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, which I still think is 6.30 p.m. Hawaii time, uh, Frank Trigg will join me. We're going to have lots of stuff to talk about Frank. We're gonna, I'm going to ask him a variety of questions about his career, his relationship with Dana White, uh, if he's ever spoken to Mario Yamasaki since that Matt Hughes fight, because he always uh, states full out, Yamasaki cost him a million dollars. I'd be bitter. And I think Frank is still bitter. Uh, so you guys got to join me tomorrow, 1230 Eastern, if you can. We're going to poke some fun. We're going to poke the bear that is Twinkletoe's Frank Trigg. Uh, but until then, uh, I do thank you all. Don't forget, uh, you can follow us at Fightful MMA on social media, FightfulMMA.com um, for all of your mixed martial arts news. Please tell a friend. One friend. One friend. Tell them you got the news there. Tell them you watch this podcast. Tell them you want to hang out with Shodan Joe on the live chat and we can talk about mixed martial arts every time I go live because uh, I love interacting with you guys and girls uh, as well as my guests. Uh, and of course, you can follow me on social media at Showdown Joe. Tomorrow, Frank Trigg, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. For now, let's head on over to take a check out The Ultimate Fighter. Ciao for now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.